and welcome to Parley, the Hindu's weekly podcast discussing current topics of relevance. I'm Serena Josephine and I will be the host for this episode. Whether medicine can be taught in the regional languages has been a topic of discussion for a long time. Over the years, academicians have looked at the pros and cons of teaching medicine in the local languages. Today, our discussion will be on whether medical education can be taught in the local languages. We are joined by Dr. Sudha Seshian, Vice Chancellor of Tamil Nadu, Dr. MGR Medical University, and Dr. M. Janakiram, Assistant Professor, Department of Community Medicine, Government Velour Medical College. I welcome you. Thank you. Thank you, Sarina. Uh, let me start off with a question to Dr. Sudha Seshin. Do you think it is possible to have a regional language as a medium of instruction in a subject like medicine? Uh, Serena, I would like to answer your question in two parts. Part one, the question relates to a long-term perspective. In that case, yes, it is possible. I substantiate with examples from other countries. I have traveled in countries where it is being taught in Portugal, in Spanish, in German, and so on. So it is possible. Of course, with certain modifications here and there, we probably cannot be watertight in the words, in the terms, in the technical terms especially. Like when we say regional language, probably there could be overlap of words. There could be words which have been borrowed from other languages. I suppose when we speak normally, for that matter, even English or any of our regional languages like Tamil or Telugu or Kannada, we do borrow from other languages. So maybe such a situation would happen when we try teaching medicine in a regional language. Now, coming to the second part of the answer, looking at the same question uh, with a slightly different perspective in the sense, what is currently possible in our country? Currently, all our medical students across the country are guided by regulations from the National Medical Commission, at least for modern medicine. I'm taking this as modern medicine and not any Indian system of modern medicine or allopathic medicine. And allopathic medicine students are guided by principles, regulations from the National Medical Commission. And these students will have to take up their examinations in English. Medium of instruction is English. So, teaching in a regional language can only be supplementary. In case someone does not understand something in English, there is a difficulty in understanding the language part of it. Somebody had studied in Tamil medium or Telugu medium or Bangala medium or something like that. They do not understand the nuances of the language. Then probably regional language classes trying to explain the same thing in the regional language in the vernacular would be a supplementary class or a supplementary addition so that they'll be able to perform better. So as of now, current status, they cannot completely study in the regional language because NMC declares medium of instruction as English. 
and students will have to take up their exams in english continuing on this point uh, dr janakiram like how do you look at the need to promote uh, indian languages and in higher education uh, medicine in this context mama uh, i think uh, mama has set the context for this discussion to add to mam's point i'd like to say few more points regarding this like uh, regarding the standardization in the across the uh, medicinal world the greek and the latin physicians uh, they have first standardized the and they have set the context regarding the uh, language as far as is concerned so the insight of the present day physician he needs to be the uh, representative for the community which should be driven by a uh, he should have some you know, zeal for higher learning rather than just treating the patients as well as uh, learning is also an ongoing process so as far as medical education is concerned previously uh, there were uh, uh, as a continuation of national education policy 2020 they have moved it to i mean science and arts as well as uh, uh, there was a proposal went on for technical education uh, to promote the regional languages for rest of the subjects most of the subjects were learned by uh, learning as such itself whereas in case of medical science uh, most of our curriculum were based upon learning by doing itself so before taking uh, the regional languages as a medium of education we have to keep certain things in mind we have to develop a, a standardization tool for every other uh, curriculum through which uh, uh, we can easily how can i say we can easily uh, compare and correlate the things uh, across the states and uh, we can also uh, keep a standardization at different levels uh, so we have an example of offering engineering in tamil excuse me sarina uh, would i be permitted to add a few things here um, please go on ma'am please uh, see uh, dr janakiraman was mentioning about this uh, latin and greek terms in medicine in fact at some point of time even if you take uh, history of medical education in india and in chennai at some point of time learning latin was mandatory for a medical student however now it is not mandatory we don't learn latin or greek but then we do still use greek and latin terms in fact a stage has come where some of the latin and greek terms are being done away with and they are being converted into neo english terms neo anglical terms earlier we used to say something like you know uh, some names like ligamentus inguinalis we don't say that now we make it anglicized so worldwide there is a shift to the anglicized uh, technical terms and not uh, sticking on to the old terms so that i don't think so will be a major problem and there is of course a necessity for any medical graduate or any technical graduate to have a zeal for higher learning but i think that does not hamper the utilization of regional language now coming to your question the, the question that you asked was is there a need to promote indian language in higher education i would like to say yes yes there is a need to promote indian languages in higher education for the simple reason that would improve the thinking component in an individual 
And that would also probably improve the communication component. A doctor seldom communicates is the complaint that we receive from the society today. So communication skills, apart from, you know, trying to maintain it in the language, which is not their own, in an alien language, it could be probably thinking and communication skills would improve better if we learn in the vernacular, in the regional language, in their own language. At the same time, the point I would like to emphasize here is there has to be a lot of standardization in the technical terms in the Indian languages. We need to kind of standardize. I would like to quote, because uh, you started something with engineering, I would like to quote the same example as has happened in the engineering arena. We had Professor V.C. Sami. at least in Tamil Nadu, we had Professor V.C. Sami and people like Dr. Ilango, who were all staunch Tamil lovers. And uh, these people started the movement of trying to teach technical terms in Tamil. What happened was, thanks to the efforts of Professor V.C.K., there was absolute standardization in the engineering sciences. I would give you an example. Air, A-I-R, is katr. Then wind, W-I-N-D, is also used as katr many times. Now, these people went in and said, no, air will be this, wind will be this. Use one katr, use vali, or an alternate term. So, they fixed the terms. That kind of a standardization, unfortunately, has not happened in the medical area. And that could be a reason that we may not be able to bring in what happened in engineering in the recent future. We may require some more years to standardize all these things. So standardization is necessary and trying to kind of, you know, get thinking and communication components also will be necessary. I'd like to add to ma'am's uh, point in a different perspective. While incorporating uh, regional languages as a medium of education for medicine, we are having a, a, a long uh, history of uh, our own indigenous system of medicines, which are a part of our life. So while, while incorporating the regional languages in the modern medicine, uh, we may uh, indirect, in an indirect way or a direct way, uh, we, we were forced to take up the uh, myths and misconceptions associated with our indigenous system of medicine itself. So it, uh, it, it will have some impact on the whether we are going to translate per se or uh, we are going to find an equivalent uh, terminology for a, a modern uh, medicine conceptual uh, theories or uh, uh, terminologies. Uh, we'll be facing some difficulties to keep up the standardization at a, a regional level. I, I want a certain amount of clarifications on this uh, point also, ma'am. Yes, uh, Dr. Janakiraman, I agree. I agree with you that there would be difficulties. But when uh, an attempt of this kind is made, there would definitely be difficulties. We probably will have to find. That is why I said we need to do a standardization. We need... Someone like VCK sitting there and saying, come on, this will be the term. Like, you know, don't mix up. This will have to be the term or this will have to be the uh, phrase or whatever, whatever, which will uh, take some time and there could be probably some sore feelings here and there. But all that is required 
for the sake of getting info in the regional language. See, my point of view is that I agree our students as of now will not be taking up examinations in any other language than English. Fine. Fini. That's over. That's for the next few years or maybe a decade or two decades or so. But I would also like to think, visualize that future generations will have material on hand to learn in their language. I'm not against English. I'm not saying that we should not learn in English. But then the thinking, the applicative knowledge may be a little better. Applicative knowledge might improve if we also have supplementary information provided in the regional language in the mother tongue for which we have no material to back now. We need to have some material. So probably work will have to start at this stage, have all that information in regional languages also. And I'm quoting from what I've seen in other countries. Say, for example, in a country like Brazil, where the uh, conditions are almost similar to what India has, even climate-wise, many of our diseases are the same. They still have leprosy and we also have pockets of leprosy here and there. They have tuberculosis. We also have tuberculosis. Min similar conditions. So similar situations. And they learn in Portugal. I was there sitting through some of their classes trying to understand. Of course, they mix the language. That is why right at the beginning I said like, you know, you cannot be watertight. Uh, there was a class on inflammation. A pathology professor was taking the class and I was sitting there and listening to it. I could follow because I know that already. Otherwise, I would not have been able to follow because the language was Portugal. However, I did find that they use kind of, you know, overlap terminology. He used something like inflammation, but also gave an equivalent term in his language so that people were able to understand better. So probably that kind of a thing can be thought of. And there would definitely be a need to utilize regional languages to bring in information in medicine, engineering, or whatever sciences. I would like to quote Bharatiyar Sendridvir, If one of my children, like, you know, a 10-year-old now in the society, any of our children wants to know something, and he does not have access to it because he does not know English, I think that is not correct. So we should provide all this information in the regional language. Maybe we can start with those steps now. And that is what is happening already in medicine and in engineering and other sciences. Maybe after 50, 60 years, things would take a different turn. So we already uh, spoke about uh, an example of offering engineering in Tamil. Have there been attempts in the past to offer medicine in Tamil? We know of initiatives to find uh, Tamil equivalents to English medical terminology. Dr. Sudha Seshan, would you... Yes, uh, Serena, there had been attempts. Like, you know, I would start not with the Indian uh, example, but uh, the early efforts, some of the early efforts to translate medical textbooks into Tamil was in Ceylon, Sri Lanka. In the early parts of 20th century, I think several books were translated. In fact, they are a little difficult for us even to read now uh, because the Tamil is uh, that kind of uh, Tamil. For example, Samson writes applied physiology had been translated completely. And, uh, you know, it's a little uh, different both the script-wise and the readability-wise. 
because we know uh, Sinhalese and uh, Sri Lankan Tamil, the Sinhalese uh, style is a slightly different way of pronouncing and all that. You would find Samson right. And the right one in Tamil, they would have written, like, you know, what we uh, say, Aram, and the Periyara, Periyara Potu, they would have written right. There won't be any it there, it'll be right. So it's a little difficult for us to read. But there had been attempts. They have tried teaching medical sciences in Tamil at the Jaffna University. Uh, they had been fairly, uh, I wouldn't say completely successful, that, but then they were uh, satisfactory. And uh, even in our part of the country, we have tried, we have had some efforts uh, under the headship of Professor Lalita Kameswaran, who was the first vice chancellor of this university, even before she became the vice chancellor. Sometime when she was the director of medical education, I remember in the 1980s, uh, she brought up a big team. Like, you know, several of us were members. I was a postgraduate student then, but we were all members of the team where every day we would sit for about three, four hours in the evening, discuss, come to a consensus and fix a word for a particular technical term. So about 12,000, 13,000 words were formed like this. And then uh, slowly that movement dwindled because of some of the seniors passing away and all that. And after that, this university itself, the university in which I am today, the Tamil Nadu Dr. MJR Medical University, has a Marutua Mempadukuru, Marutua Tamil Mempadukuru, and uh, there had been efforts to bring in uh, terms. Similarly, the Tamil Virtual Academy, again under the headship of Professor V.C. Kodande Sami, they brought out volumes of all this material, one volume for medicine, one volume for animal husbandry, and so on. I think it's a multi-volume set, which is still available with the Tamil Virtual Academy. Apart from that, there had been individual personalized efforts by several people who had been trying to translate here and there, uh, write articles, write uh, technical articles, contribute to technical journals in Tamil and so on. So all these have been happening. And in the last couple of years, even our university has contributed about 10,000, 12,000 words technical terms which have been translated, standardized and handed over to the Sorkuvaitam of the Tamil Nadu government. The Tamil Nadu government has a Sorkuvaitam. Now, Kuvai is a collection. So, when we say Sorkuvai, it's a collection of words, collection of technical terms. So, anyone can access and if they find it suitable, they can use that word. So, all these efforts have been going on. But, there had also been some kind of concentrated efforts to teach right inside the medical college in the regional language. This effort is, is not a complete, uh, you know, switch over to Tamil. This, is, as I told you earlier, it is a kind of a supplementary effort. What happens is there are some students who come from Tamil medium classes or other media. So we try and give them additional classes, we give them extra classes to understand basically, you know, right as they come in with anatomy, physiology, it's so difficult to learn the terms. Even for a person who knows the language well, the English language well, it's so difficult to understand the difference between median, medial, lateral, all within the first six months. So it's so difficult for an average student. So we try and give them supplementary classes. But again, Serena, let me be very, very, very frank here. After some time, after a few days, 
students do not like to attend these additional classes which are classes primarily trying to teach them in tamil like you know most of it in tamil 75% except the word radial nerve will be radial nerve median nerve will be median nerve but then the language used will be tamil idu mele endu keela pogudhu idu inda edathile endu ipdi varudhu idukku medial nu peru inda edathukku superior nu peru so superior la endu inferior nu sonna idu da artham this is the way we try and teach like you know overlap but several students do not come to these classes after a few days the reason it's very painful for me to say but this is what i have understood i have moved with these children for many years i've seen what they undergo and this is what it is like after some time they are being teased unakku english puriliya adhu da nee tamil class ku poriya so fearing this kind of a mockery the students do not come they say okay let me try and learn it wherever i am in due course i'll be able to understand maybe it will take extra time but i'll understand but i'll not attend these classes this is the frank position frank situation that we have as on hand today and dr janaki ram would you like to add on because ma'am has pointed out two issues yes yes ma'am as ma'am has uh, rightly pointed uh, out the linguistic dualism as well as the uh, abrupt change in the medium of language from the uh, uh, as soon as a, a student enters the med- medical school uh, we have observed uh, quite few findings uh, from our side also like uh, there were uh, difficult to capture the concepts and uh, which leads to a lack of conceptual clarity and uh, the language of the standard textbooks are not uh, easy and difficult in converting the thoughts into english during examination these are all the problems the students are uh, facing uh, once they enter the medical school so in our uh, system we are we are having uh, some alumni associations in every uh, government medical colleges there uh, seniors will be there they used to uh, set some materials uh, exclusively for the uh, students uh, uh, who obtain their education uh, in tamil till 12th standard for them they just uh, they'll just keep the technical terminologies as such itself they'll just uh, translate the uh, english wherever required into tamil that's it for example uh, if you are describing the course of uh, median now uh, they will keep the uh, like mama has uh, mama has delivered the, those things uh, effectively they'll just keep the terminologies as such itself because uh, they used to learn uh, those terminologies in 12th standard in i mean in english uh, only it was uh, uh, written in the tamil textbook the, the name was same but it was conveyed in the uh, i mean in, in their prescribed mode like that only uh, uh, they used to study studied their uh, uh, education till 12th standard after once they have reached the medical school we we keep the uh, medical terminologies as such itself we'll just translate the for example if you are translating the pathogenesis of a particular disease we'll just on the or virus or bacteria adoda name adediyum we won't change whereas uh, the course of the disease uh, will be uh, 
translated into their prescribed language. Like that only it was added up through the alumni association. Uh, uh, several steps have been taken up uh, from the medical college professors and seniors uh, already, ma'am. But uh, none of the things uh, were not yet documented. So often our discussions center around whether language is a barrier to higher learning. And I think we've also touched upon those issues here. So do you think, uh, uh, Dr. Sudha Sajan, do you think access is an issue for students who have received their primary education in their mother tongue or for those from uh, rural areas? What are your views on this? Uh, Serena, I don't think so. Language is a barrier for people to learn. For example, I come from, or at least I studied in a uh, an ordinary government high school and did not have, like, you know, uh, when I was a student, a school student, it was not that uh, we were speaking in English to one another. I mean, I did not belong to that kind of an institution. You know, there are some institutions where you speak only in English and so on. So I it did not belong to that kind of an institution. And at home, I spoke Tamil and in the school also, I spoke Tamil and uh, Basically, everything was in Tamil and uh, teaching was also in Tamil. But uh, that did not uh, any way deter me from getting into the medical college or learning medicine or uh, going up or ascending the ladder. So I don't think so. Primarily, I don't think language is a barrier. The uh, difficulty comes when people find it difficult to understand because of the load. See, the uh, medicine is an area, whichever discipline of medicine you take, it's an area where it's expanding, ever expanding, ever expanding. So there is so much to learn, so much to imbibe and digest. So for that sake, they would have to have access to information immediately. If you don't have access to information, it kind of deters you, it kind of dissuades you and uh, the motivation to learn is lost. So access to information is very, very essential. And that is where more information is available in English. And that is where we find like, you know, it's necessary for us to know uh, English so that we'll be able to access information, learn it and put it into implementation or apply immediately, especially in medicine. I would want to know about the uh, newer uh, treating modality, newer technique in surgery. If I'm not able to get to know that information, I have to depend on someone to translate it and give it to me. Then maybe I'll not be able to understand because there could be errors in translation also. So that way, for the sake of accessing information, we require a language like English as of now. And that is why I've been saying like there should be information available in the regional language for people to understand. You don't have to necessarily take up your examinations in Tamil. But then at least for you to understand and upgrade your knowledge, it is necessary for the forthcoming generations that we keep all this information in the regional language. That apart, I don't think language is a barrier for anyone to learn anything. And learning languages is also a kind of a passion. There are people who would want to learn languages. And somebody, someone who is good at learning things automatically will start learning languages also. So that way, I think uh, it, it has to be a balance from both sides. And Dr. Janakiram, do you agree or do you think a lot of things have to change or is a language still a barrier for a higher learning? No, ma'am. I'm completely agreeing with ma'am. Uh, language is not a barrier for uh, higher learning. Uh, as far as competitive exams are concerned, in, in, in UPSC examinations also, 
if you have prescribed your uh, and you have opted uh, medical science as your uh, optional and uh, uh, you can also uh, opt the medium of uh, languages tamil in those circumstances you can also write your uh, medical terminologies even in tamil itself there are a uh, lot of provisions are available so uh, I, i don't think uh, language is not a barrier for higher learning it's up to you to to come forward and take the take up the initiative and as far as medical education is concerned the more uh, everything was uh, uh, taught in a pictorial representation so and most of the things were uh, taught by doing itself so uh, i don't think uh, language is a barrier as far as medical education is concerned so uh, what are the challenges in having medical education in the lo- local languages so in terms of studying in other parts of the country or abroad or even employability dr janaki ram can you uh, put in your view yeah of course uh, uh, because uh, india is a country of unity and diversity uh, there are there were lot of uh, uh, we are having uh, 50% of all india quota seats were there and if you are taking up the uh, medical education in the local language uh, we cannot i mean uh, a lot of students will be uh, come and studying here and uh, they couldn't able to uh, shine in other parts of the country uh, if you are taking up it in the local language so that will be a, a major challenge apart from this medical education is all about research uh, if, you, if you are taking it up in the uk standard a doctor has to be a social scientist he has to be a scholar he has to be a researcher as well as uh, he has to be a practitioner so every other aspect has to be uh, covered by a uh, doctor once he is getting the medical degree so uh, what i'm trying to say is uh, i mean uh, english uh, is required for the uh, professional competence so if you are taking up uh, 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 in a regional language uh, we have to face lot of hurdles and uh, english is also an international language of science and medicine and uh, there is uh, also a newer concept called uh, english for medical purposes is also there so taking up the medical education in uh, regional language is always a challenge for us uh, dr sudha session yeah uh, serena i think i would like to differ in some aspects and concur in some aspects and put in my thoughts there are uh, various things to it i think one by one i'll go through maybe uh not necessarily coherent uh, or concurrent to what uh, dr janakram said challenges of learning medicine in a regional language yes as of now it might appear that we are not in a position to understand if we move to another part of the country or if we move to another country itself but i think that is not a major challenge at all we've had several of our indian students who had gone to countries like usa and uk not because they were very very good in their english but they were good in their subject they were good in their skills and they migrated in 1960s and 1970s and went and learned the language there went and learned the style there and they've been able to do very well so it depends on the individuals competency to learn at that point of time rightly said a doctor keeps learning every day so these skills of adapting and surviving uh, under difficult situations also is a kind of a skill and uh, probably a doctor will have to learn that also now 
I remember when I was a student at Madras Medical College, we used to have a very active Tamil mantra. But uh, paradoxically, this Tamil mantra was also trying to teach spoken Telugu. It was a Tamil mantra, very active Tamil mantra. But then we also brought out publications like, you know, Sundara Telugu. The reason there were patients who were trickling from Andhra Pradesh and Telugu speaking areas, it was 1980s and 1990s Chennai, Madras. So you had everything coming in here, everybody coming in here. And uh, 50% of our patients in the government hospitals would be Telugu speaking. It would be a challenge to talk to them and get the history, get their complaints, get all the information that we want, especially even during the examinations. So the students, we thought we should kind of make our own cells compatible to talk in Telugu to the patients and learn Telugu, at least spoken Telugu. So we brought out small, tiny little publications, thin publications, which said like, you know, what will be the spoken uh, Telugu phrase for this thing? For all that we translated and we gave the Telugu sentences and we also tried for Kannada, but then Kannada, we didn't do it completely, but Telugu, we did uh, completed. Why I'm saying it is necessary for a doctor to communicate to the patients. For even eliciting history, we need to know the local language. So, if someone is studying here and going and practicing in Bihar, it would be necessary for that person in course of time to learn Bihari. Practice in Gujarat, you will have to learn Gujarati. So that is not the primary reason. Like, you know, you learn in English here and you will be able to survive in Gujarat. No, that is not the primary reason. Probably for few years, for easy understanding, some basic communication, English would help. But again, the most important thing that we need to remember is Medicine is an area where we need to have uniform understanding in certain aspects across the globe. Now, if you take medical terminology, I'll give you an example. We tend to say superior, inferior. We tend to say medial, lateral. When we say superior, we have a specific definition for that. Similarly, when we try and examine a patient, no, when Serena is describing someone, like, you know, someone says, I have a headache to Serena. Serena would describe the person having a headache on this side, that side, left side, right side. But for us, the body is always kept in a particular position. Whether the person is standing, sitting, lying down, we imagine the body's position in a standard method. And we try and relate External organs, internal organs to that standard position. So that will be upper. Yes, that is upper. This is lower. This is lower. Not because a person is lying down this way, lying down that way. The uh, classic example to understand will be the, you know, what you call as abdomen, the anterior, the abdominal wall, the front abdominal wall. That is always front for us. Even if the person is lying supine kind of you know even if the person is lying prone kind of the front portion front front that is always the front abdomen that portion is the front back the back permanently back either we try and kind of give that 
model setup. That is the standard position. Why the standard position? If I say something in Chennai, the same person goes to San Francisco and approaches a doctor. The San Francisco person will also have to understand what I am trying to tell here. So, in that uniform terminology, uniform nomenclature, standard nomenclature cannot change. If I say this muscle, the doctor there will have to understand it is that muscle and there cannot be changes in the names. I cannot call it by one name. That person cannot call it by another name and both of us cannot goof up with the patient. This is not inanimate. We are dealing with animate individuals. So, uniform nomenclature is required for which whatever language we teach, we will have to also give them that uniform nomenclature. That is what uh, Dr. Janikaram said. Radial nerve na, the radial nerve da. Where you give some other uh, Tamil equivalent or Telugu equivalent or Kannada equivalent. But you also tell them this is called radial nerve throughout the world. Only then people will be able to approach the patient correctly. So uniform nomenclature is required. We will have to know regional languages to deal with the patients. English can be a common factor for some time to break barriers. But after that, the regional languages will come into a play. So, uh, what are the pros and cons? Because we've lot, we've discussed on uh, several points, like how we need to communicate so that we need to know the local language. So, are there advantages and disadvantages of having to teach uh, medicine in the regional languages? Dr. Sudha Seshin, can you uh, comment please? Yes, um, Sarina, the pros and cons. The first difficulty that we would have is if we start today teaching, maybe we cannot. Simple. All our teachers will have to be first equipped. There are so many other things that our teachers need to be equipped with as on date. Competency-based medical curriculum has come into the country in the last three years. So, we are now training our teachers on medical education technology, certain aspects which are immediately required. So, to train them to teach in regional languages will take some more time. But before training them, we also need to have books. We also need to have material. Uh, you were mentioning about uh, Tamil in engineering. Uh, I'm afraid it is not complete because I'm not very sure if the teaching really goes on in, in Tamil. I heard that there are books, but then the students are learning in English. So there is some kind of like, like you know, uh, earlier days, people used to learn Sanskrit in college, but then write all their exams in English. Sanskrit also they will write in English. So that kind of a via media may be happening. But via media may not be the correct answer. We need to get information. My stake on this is very clear. I am not very sure as to what will be the future with regard to the examinations in the medical curriculum, with regard to the medium of instruction in the medical curriculum. That all depends on what will happen in the next decade or two. So, depending on that, the central regulatory agency will take a call, whether it will be English or regional languages. But my stake is that every language should be equipped with appropriate information, even to help someone study better. They may study in English, but they may also require to study the same thing in Tamil for better understanding and better clarity. Like I do it. 
Sometimes I read something in English, not necessarily medicine, but some other thing. I read it in English. Read history in English, but sometimes Indian history I am not able to understand well. I take a vernacular book and I am able to read Indian history, South Indian history better when I read it in that language. So similarly, there could be supplementary reading that is required, but I believe basically we need to equip all our regional languages with all this information. Let it be available. Let it be available. Not necessary that everybody should read, but then let it be available. If it is available, some of our children will be able to access that information. Information should be available is my stake in this entire matter. Dr. Janakira, where do you stand in this? Like, What are the advantages and disadvantages of teaching medicine in the regional languages? Yes, ma'am. Ma'am has uh, rightly pointed out on the competency-based medical education. So, which you look into the graduates, they have to fulfill the patient's need in the society. So, the teaching and learning, uh, that their uh, assessment focuses on the development of the competencies. And uh, every other assessments will be uh, frequent and uh, it will be formative also. Till uh, they are... Uh, Fulfilling that uh, particular competency, they will be uh, keep on assessed at regular intervals. And they were measured by a, a standard measurable tools, uh, which is uh, independent uh, for the based upon the performance of our, uh, other students also. So if we look at the competency, uh, there, uh, there are a lot of components are there. One is uh, knowledge, skills, values and attitudes. So, uh, if, if you are matching with uh, both English and other uh, regional language on each and every component of uh, uh, competency, we have to look whether uh, in this particular uh, component, uh, which one has to be uh, adapted based upon the situation. For example, uh, if you are uh, dealing with the patient means, their interpersonal communication is very, very important. In those circumstances, obviously, as ma'am has told, the regional language will help the student to communicate in a better way. Whereas in, in terms of medical knowledge, in order to improve our extensive reading during our undergrads level as well as postgrad level, in order to acquire the, uh, develop our reading skills, taking it up in the English, it will help us to move forward towards the research areas and explore more uh, uh, in the medical science. And as well as, uh, as far as practice is concerned, uh, it includes both uh, uh, the regional language as well as uh, uh, English is necessary. So I'll say both uh, as uh, the regional language supplements us, whereas uh, English may be uh, taken as an essential language to take our medical education a step ahead from the current situation. So I would like to go back to two uh, points. One is uh, feasibility and uh, how beneficial it is. So is teaching in regional language feasible, though not immediately, and, and is it beneficial? Or are these far-fetched goals uh, towing political lines? Dr. Sudha Seshan, would you like to comment? Feasibility, yes, it is feasible. If it is feasible for Portugal, Spanish and other people to do that, it should be feasible for us also. We do have uh, adequate technical terms with us, not necessarily terms which have been coined recently, but then our uh, literature. 
we have a very hoary uh, past our literature does have lots of technical terms and there are similar similar equivalent and appropriate terms which are available in our indian systems of medicine dr janikram was mentioning that uh, we may be you know succumbing to some of the wrong terms no i don't think so there are equivalent i've seen it myself there are good appropriate equivalent terms it only requires a lot of efforts so feasibility is there but then whether it is feasible immediately is a question mark unless all of us put in lots of efforts there is some kind of standardization there is some kind of maybe somebody will have to take the whip also because you know to fix certain things otherwise each one keeps translating the way they want each one keeps writing the way they want each one keeps teaching the day, the way they want maybe will not reach the goal at all so there requires a lot of uh, concerted efforts and uh, if those efforts are put in yes it could happen someday Uh, Dr. Janakiram, your views on it? Is it a feasible, beneficial, or do you think these are far-fetched goals? Yes, ma'am. Uh, it is feasible, but uh, the way uh, we are going to implement, uh, we have to look at that uh, point of view. For example, if you are uh, looking at the feasibility issue, we can uh, do it, uh, do a phase-wise translation. Maybe it may be done uh, with the basic uh, in the. like in university of madras i mean the allied health sciences or courses are available in that courses we can do a, an initial uh, translation and we can do a pilot study based upon uh, uh, the outcomes uh, which uh, outcomes and feedbacks received from the students were taken up and later it was it may be adapted in the medical curriculum by taking the inputs from the allied health sciences courses which was uh, taken up earlier in the like uh, university of madras we can take their inputs afterwards it may be implemented in the medical colleges so that we can uh, feel and realize the practical difficulties in in terms of uh, adapting the regional languages so a committee may be set up with a, with some eminent panelists like ma'am they can provide their uh, inputs before taking up uh, into the phase wise translation so that uh, where uh, we have to identify the pockets where and where the regional uh, uh, language is exactly required and where we can uh, take it forward with english as such so that thing uh, we have to identify it first afterwards only we can move forward whether uh, exactly that regional languages required at that uh, point and for that subject is essential or not like that we have to take it up ma'am regarding that political component uh, beyond politics uh, uh, for every as far as uh, public health is concerned there is always a political component uh, uh, lies in it uh, as an extension of public health uh, it enters into medical education also i'll see in that perspective only so maybe across the med- uh, medical world so far uh, there's no language barrier ultimately uh, uh, medicines should uh, go first rather than any other i mean uh, disparities between us ah uh, sarina i would like to uh, 
add something here probably not to uh, all three of us not to be misquoted that is uh, one of the reasons uh, dr janikram's points of view i do agree like you know uh, we may try phased out one two uh, we may try in other courses uh, for dr janikram's information and for the information of uh, anyone else who's listening to this these have been tried in some of the other uh, paramedical courses some part of the curriculum is being taught to them in uh, the regional languages for the simple reason understanding things it will be better so this is already being tried out in uh, some areas nevertheless what applies to one may not be directly applicable to another course for the simple reason we do have regulatory agencies for each of these courses so when the question of feasibility comes we need to go by the guidelines given by the regulatory agencies for medicine it is national medical commission for dentistry it's dental council of india as of now it could change very shortly then for nursing we have the indian nursing council for pharmacy we have the pharmacy council of india so these central bodies decide some aspects the medium of instruction and so on are being decided by these central bodies so feasibility will also matter on the decisions made by these central bodies and the guidelines given by them and the last thing that i would want to say is dr janikram kindly forgive me i would like to correct you allied health sciences courses are being conducted under the tamil nadu dr mgr medical university in several institutions of course there are a few allied health sciences courses i hear are being conducted by other universities in the state of tamil nadu but then please note including your own institution allied health sciences courses are being conducted under this university i would not want any viewer or any uh, listener to go wrong in this that allied health sciences courses are being given by offered by other universities because that would be a legal uh, purview uh, the this university does have lots of allied health sciences courses maybe your point is taken dr janikram when it comes to implement uh the question of regional language in higher education we could do it phased out we could try it in some of the allied health sciences courses and kind of superimpose our learning our understanding on the other streams so man uh, point taken yeah so we looked at various aspects and uh, dr sudha session in your view what is the way ahead do you uh, i know you uh, already explained that this cannot happen uh, sooner but in the long run do you look at a regional language as a medium of instruction in medicine or along with english as of now with english maybe much 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 many 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 efforts will have to be put in to make it the solo language of instruction medium of instruction in the next 50 years but at this point of time i would like to add something else serena slightly away from this discussion but then something very related generally generally people tend to think for studying medicine or for studying anything related to science and all that people don't have to have a flair for language or language is not that much required i remember from the time like you know when i uh, left school and joined uh, the uh, medical school 
uh, people used to say don't bother about the language it is enough if you just scrape through in your language examinations but then uh, what you need to study more is science and other things but over the course of last 3 decades 3 plus decades where for about 34 35 years i've taught medical students i realize the importance of language it is not that we don't need the language at all i jokingly say just to say the muscle runs from here to here like you know where you put the from and where to like if i say x to y or y to x it does make a lot of difference from one point to another point whether the bus travels from tambaram to fort or fort to tambaram the destination changes the direction changes so many things will change so it is not that even if it's a preposition where it is kind of placed makes a lot of difference so it is not that language is not required for a medical graduate language is required to some extent probably not to the extent of you know talking about similes and metaphors and all that but then it is required for appropriate communication so i would only kind of suggest to all uh, med- medical educationers or people involved in education not necessarily medical education but other areas of education also please do not get into that opinion that language is not required study of language is not required for someone who is pursuing medical studies or science studies it is required to some extent at least to make ourselves properly communicated or at least to make ourselves eligible to understand things for that at least language is required so that is a very humble request that i place through this forum to all educationists dr janikram what is the way ahead do do you think we should uh, stick with english as the medium of instruction for medicine or do you think regional language can be brought in along with english my stand is uh, as of now uh, we can uh, stick to english as a medium of education for uh, medical uh, school is concerned and uh, based upon one's own uh, interest we can take up the regional language as a supplement as ma'am has rightly pointed out uh, in order for a better understanding and uh, uh, to do things in an innovative way uh, regional language definitely will helps and we can also uh, correlate the things uh, with the we can develop an integrative system model uh, if you are having a, a good uh, regional language base those things uh, definitely will help when you are integrating with uh, medical science and we can also uh, do some innovations also if you are if, if you are well versed in a regional uh, language and we can it, it will also help us uh nowadays uh, there is a lot of gap in the doctor patient relationship also i mean if a doctor is a better communicator and uh, uh, if he if he has if he is having a sound uh, regional language it will help him to decrease the gap uh, between the doctor and the patient and uh, ultimately that thing will help the medical student uh, to move forward uh, i mean as of now english is fine and uh, based upon uh, the person's interest uh, he can uh, take up the regional language of his choice so that brings us to the end of this podcast i thank dr sudha seshin and dr janaki ram for 
taking your time out and being part of the Parley podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Sarina. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Dr. Janaki Ram. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Janaki Ram. 